Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to this special mock draft edition of the Educated Fan. My name is Brandon, and I am joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore. We did a lot of work last night, and I did a lot of work today. I hope your day at your actual job was half as busy as mine was uh, trying to get this podcast ready for today. It was a, it was a pretty good day at work. I'm I am geeked, man. We're two days away now. I'm just I'm just ready for the draft to actually happen, so we can stop guessing who everyone's going to pick. Most importantly, the Colts, mm-hmm. and and see who's going to be our new players on our team. So our our mock draft we did last night, and I think there's definitely some picks that I think is going to cause some conversation. So it's it's going to be a fun one going over them. Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, so what we did here, I guess we'll just dive right into it. Sorry, I got distracted with, uh, you know, production side of things here. Hey, I got the Chris Ballard shirt on for the mock draft tonight. We put our Chris Ballard hat on. When Tom Brady left, did the rivalry end? Eh, I don't think so, because Josh McDaniels is still there. Yeah, and and I still hate the Patriots. That's why the rivalry is back on. The problem will always hate the Patriots. The problem with the Patriots right now is that I really like Cam Newton. And I'm not afraid to admit that. I like Cam I'm Newton. I'm indifferent. I, I remember the first time I, I've probably talked about this on the show. I remember the first time I watched him play. And uh, I thought it was fan, I thought he was fantastic. It was, it was uh, probably the first guy that I saw run around. And not just like a Mike Vick, like speed guy that could break off runs, but I mean just the most elusive thing I had ever seen in the pocket. Cam Newton breaking tackles. He was huge and athletic. Mike Vick didn't have the tackle breaking ability that Cam Newton has. See, I I enjoy watching Cam Newton play football like good football. Uh, You know what? I forgot how I wanted to open up the podcast. um, And that is that Tom Brady's a big fucking baby. Uh, And if after winning a million Super Bowls, he's still not capable of looking at the field and figuring out what position a player's in, because their jersey number isn't what makes them comfortable, you can either shut the fuck up or retire. <laughs> and that's how I feel on that. <laughs> oh, man. Did you ever... I mean, we, we talked about the jersey number changes. We never talked about the fact that it was going to make the quarterback's job a little more difficult because now, you know, they're used to seeing a certain number in the linebacker and core, you know, and, you know... DBs or a certain set of who gives a college college quarterbacks can do it. NFL quarterbacks can do it. It's fine. Yeah. Get over it. Okay. What I got here, Andrew, this is it's unique. uh, Our little stream because Andrew can't see what I see. Uh, And, and you guys can see it. So he's the only one that can't see it until he goes Cutting and watches the, it later. The lead analyst out here until I watch it later. Yeah, he, he's very good at knowing when uh, I throw him up full screen and it's the uh, now all of a sudden I'm doing something behind the scenes. And he, he like keeps <laughs> going. He doesn't get distracted. Uh, but Andrew, I got, I got our picks. I got pick one all the way down and I don't have them showing. So I, I can actually show them after you say, we say, one of us says who the pick is. So I will have the pick up, and then, okay, it's going to look cool. It's going to look fancy. I'm telling you guys, hours today. Hours. And I still didn't finish. 
about uh, after twenty pick twenty four, you're gonna stop seeing all the cool graphics, and uh, we're just gonna <laughs> go to our uh, main screen here. But uh, are you ready? You ready to get started? Uh, I'm ready. You got first pick, so Brandon's do, Brandon picked the odd number picks. I picked the even number picks. Switch from last year, so he starts out with the number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. Who'd you pick, Brandon? That was not what the drum sound I thought it was. The Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> with the number one pick in the first round, the 2021 Andrew and Brandon mock draft and in real life are going to pick quarterback Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Obviously. Pretty That's easy it. first pick. You know, you know, on DraftKings apparently there's more people uh, putting money on Justin Fields getting drafted number one overall. I just heard that. Well, they're going to lose money. I bet the odds are ridiculous, but I, I guess they're just like crossing their fingers that that Fields and and Urban Meyer connection is just enough to shake things up. That'd be the biggest upset in draft history. That won't be showing up in bad beats with Brandon. I don't know what is showing up in bad beats with Brandon. We might we might have to be uh, pushing bad beats with Brandon, uh, at least with the actual odds and everything, until Thursday before the before the draft begins. Because again, real real busy trying to make all these picks look pretty. Um, Andrew, let's go ahead. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been the best quarterback in college football for a couple years. Obvious number one choice here. Um, although some people think. Maybe a Zach Wilson has a higher ceiling. Um, you know, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is is the most locked in number one pick since Andrew. I I, I mean, I don't even want to say since Andrew Luck because there. I mean, Tony Dungy thought we should have taken RG three. Tony Dungy did, but there was Jim Irsay was locked in on Andrew yeah. Luck. There was there was, Robert Griffin the third did not go visit the Colts. Right. Uh, and he declined Peyton a visit. Manning. Peyton Manning was let go because Andrew Luck was coming and it was a lock from the time they yeah. got the first pick. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, I would say this is probably an even bigger lock than that. Um, but yeah, so second pick, Andrew. Second pick, and there's going to be a new quarterback for the New York Jets. Zach Wilson out of BYU. Uh, kid's electric. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks outside of Trevor Lawrence. I have him as my quarterback number two. Mitch uh, makes plays all over the field. So it, the Jets are going to have to really do well to put pieces around him, not kind of not do what they did with Sam Darnold and just leave him out there all alone. But but Zach Wilson has a good chance under Robert Sala to, to kind of usher in a different era with the New York Jets. I got Zach Wilson here, Andrew, in a Jets jersey. And helmet, and the oh, nice. The only one, the only pick that I saw one of those four while I was while I was gathering uh, the photos and whatnot here. Uh, pick number three, San Francisco. So there is some chatter right now, and and I know I talked about it the other day, but it's just continuing and it's picking up that the 49ers might be going after maybe a Trey Lance instead of. Mac Jones, like we thought. And then there's even a GM that's in uh, one of my favorite reporters' ears right now saying, I swear to you they're going to pick Justin Fields. So I'm real confused. Um, but I think overall this 49ers football team is ready to win right now. 
and probably the most NFL-ready quarterback in this draft is going to be Mac Jones. Uh, quarterback from Alabama. I think he's probably the most ready to help a team win right now. 49ers, and uh, God, they got people coming back off of injury too. I mean, a guy like Mac Jones could push them over the edge. He, I think he's he's going to be a better option for them than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's probably gone if we're not all dead on Sunday. Uh, thanks, Kyle Shanahan, for that quote. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mac Jones. Yeah, I, if Who'd I was you the... Pick if I was the 49ers, I said this from the very beginning, I'd pick Trey Lance, right. Sit Trey Lance behind Higher Jimmy Garoppolo team. for a year and, and then let him go to work. But if they want Mac Jones, if that's who Kyle Shanahan wants, I mean, more power to him. I would have picked Trey Lance. I think they just want to get, I think they just want to get more value out of Jimmy G right now. And like I said, I think they're ready. When, do you, do you agree with my pick though? Do you think they're picking Mac Jones? I do think jones everything that i've heard still indicates mac jones okay love to hear it now this is where thing i don't know what i'd have done here and i i don't know what atlanta's going to do i'm looking at your pick andrew and i still don't know that that's the answer but why don't you go ahead yeah so atlanta could trade back here but i think they're going to end up staying put and i think they take kyle pitts the tight end out of florida kyle pitts is probably the best tight end prospect that we have seen in a very very long time he is a surefire pro bowler he has all the traits that you want and he's only 20 years old he is absolutely incredible and now we've heard rumblings past couple days that julio jones might be up to be traded because the the Atlanta Falcons are in salary cap hell right now, Mm -hmm. but, but a weapon for, for Matt Ryan, because you, Matt Ryan's not the issue. We've been saying this for months now, Matt Ryan's not the issue and you can't move off of Matt Ryan quite yet because that cap hit that the Falcons would take is in the 40 and $50 million. They just, they just can't do that. So you might as well get, get him another weapon, someone that, that can open things up for if they keep Julio Jones or, or Calvin Ridley, um, someone like that. So uh, Kyle Pitts, the safest bet and, and a surefire pro bowler and and perennial bet one of the best tight ends in the league eventually i think our buddy tyler was hoping uh kyle pitts fell yeah that ain't happening not happening sorry miami sorry tyler um on to pick five i regret this one i do the cincinnati Bengals. um i basically said you know my first instinct was protect joe burrow mm-hmm. uh so i went ahead and i picked uh, or predicted to pick the Penny Sewell, Sewell, Penny Sewell, Sewell. Thank you. Offensive tackle from Oregon, um, definitely the best tackle in this draft. Um, definitely top ten talent, um, and and it makes sense to want to protect Joe Burrow, especially after what just happened to him this year. But then, you know, I I was like, I don't know, Jamar Chase. Uh, you know, they had a really a historic season together at LSU two years ago. Um, so yeah, I kind of regretted that one. And I think if you had the option there, Andrew, what would you have gone with chase or what I did? If I was the GM of the Cincinnati Bengals, I would take Panay Sewell, get your left tackle, get your, your pro bowl left tackle and keep him there to protect Joe Burrow for the next 12 to 14 years. No Joe Burrow though is in the GM's ear going, I want my receiver. I want my guy. I know this guy. I trust this guy. You know what I mean? I guarantee that right. play, that Joe is going to play. Ball. Joe Burrow has said he's not lobbying for either one player, but I mean, common sense could say he probably wants to be with his, with his star wide receiver from college and Jamar chase. Yeah. And I mean, 
you couldn't go wrong, but it, I guess it's different for me because I lived through the Andrew Luck years and I mm-hmm. saw what happened right. with Andrew Luck. And when you have a young quarterback, considering he just tore his ACL rookie year, rookie and year that, that didn't happen to Andrew protect him. So yeah. take Panay Sewell. You can get another wide receiver later in the draft. I agree. Uh, but yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I agree with the decision to go with Sewell. I don't know that I believe I'm going to be accurate in that pick. Uh, pick six, Andrew. Pick six, and I'm going to go with Jamar Chase here, wide receiver out of LSU. So the Dolphins were at three. They move back to to six, and they still end up getting the top wide receiver in this draft. Jamar Chase is a phenomenal athlete, just mm-hmm. an absolute stud. And and it gives it gives another wide receiver for for Tua Tungavailoa to to throw to. Uh, you got Devontae Parker, uh, who has had some injury issues. Jamar Chase really hasn't had any injury issues, and and by far he is by most people the the best wide receiver in this draft. So give Tua another wide receiver and, and see if Tua can end up becoming to the, the franchise quarterback the Dolphins are looking for by surrounding him with weapons. Tyler didn't Tyler and I have been talking leading up to the draft here and uh who you got at twenty one, who you got at twenty one, who you got you know, and this is who I want, this is who I think we're gonna do. And then the Dolphins recently made that trade and now no, I think we're going offensive tackle here, you know what I mean? And just cracking up and I said I think they need to if they can get pits or take one of the top wide receivers six that shitty quarterback they got needs every weapon he can, can have uh he didn't enjoy that joke um all right pick seven detroit lions i struggle with this one this was the first tough one i thought by the way real quick we're, we're not doing any trades in yeah. this draft and i was so, just getting because trades uh, this could be a place where where New England trades up and gets a quarterback honestly yeah. but trades are too hard to predict so we're for the sake of us our sanity and trying to just get a nice mock draft out there no trades in this one yeah and the fact that uh i just i'm 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 bad enough with college players as it is let alone <laughs> trying to screw around with trades and whatnot it would just <laughs> practically be impossible for me um but i did my instinct was I think Detroit trades out, uh, trades back, and tries to uh, get some more picks. And New England might be that team, Andrew. But uh, as we are not doing that, I have Detroit being in need of a wide receiver, a linebacker, my opinion, a quarterback, an edge, a corner. Uh, <laughs> so they got a lot of work to do. So I I went uh, Jared Goff's your guy. I mean, you're paying Jared Goff to be there. Um, you might as well give him somebody to throw the football to. Uh, that's why I went with Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. Um, what are we up to? Two Alabama players already, Andrew, and that's they're not the last two. We got quite a few Alabama Very players. Alabama heavy mock. Uh, I wish I would have had time to count them because I thought it was hilarious. Um, anywho, Jalen yeah, Waddle, Waddle fills good, uh go good ahead. Prospect. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I said quarterback. I, I basically my notes were Waddle fills a top need for Detroit, and that's the top talent that's currently available at this point in the draft. Quarterback was hard not to pick here, but I I don't like. I I don't think replacing Jared Goff right now with who do we have? I mean, I guess Trey Lance would have been the best option there. Um, definitely not Justin Fields. I I would say Jared Goff just because him, if you ask me. Um. I think they're just going to be content with him because they paid the money for him. They're going to surround him with playmakers um, and bulk up that defense along the line here would be my guess. 
Yeah, well, they lost Kenny Galladay in free agency. They lost mm-hmm. Marvin Jones. So you, you need a wide receiver there in, in Detroit. And Jalen Waddell has, has speed that's been compared to Tyree Kill and the way he can break a break a defense open. So it's it's a good that's pick. And, and it's if Jared Goff can get him the ball, I think Waddell has a chance to be, be a really good fit with, with Detroit. All right, Andrew, you have pick number eight. Pick number eight. This was, I mean, there are still some rumblings that Carolina could go for a quarterback, but you just trade for Sam Darnold. I think they're going to stick with Sam Darnold. They're going to try to to put the pieces around him to succeed. Otherwise, why make the trade? So I'm going with offensive tackle Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Some people have him even higher than Panay Sewell. Uh, He's a really good fit for Carolina because they're in desperate need of a left tackle. And they've already got uh, DJ Moore. They've got uh, Robbie Anderson. So you've got a couple wide receivers on the outside. But the thing that Sam Darnold never had in New York was an offensive line. So you get Rashawn Slater in there and put him at left tackle and you start building around Sam Darnold and, and see what you got with the with the guy that's still two years left on his rookie contract. Yeah, I think Sam Darnold has still a high ceiling. I thought I thought during that draft he had the highest ceiling um, out of all the prospects. And as I don't think that anymore, but I do still think the ceiling's high. Obviously, you know mm-hmm. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, um, but yeah, I still think. I was I I mean we talked about Darnold a lot because there was a possibility he'd come to the Colts and we were both okay with it. We're, yeah, I would have been okay with it. I'm happy with what happened because the roster around him in Indianapolis would have been good. I'm yeah. re- I'm glad we got Carson Wentz instead of Darnold, but I would have been okay with with Sam Darnold mm-hmm. for a couple years to see what he had. And now for a Denver Broncos team that uh, you and I probably loved for a little while. Um, probably now could care less uh <laughs> right back to not giving a shit about the broncos but broncos are in a tough spot they got a new gm because elway stepped down basically and from the football operation point right he stepped like he's just he's vice the president, president now. he's still the pr- like the vice president yeah. or the president but he's he's not the gm he has other right. people in there to help him make football decisions correct so a, a kind of a rule of thumb in my opinion is when a, when a new GM shows up, if if the offense, or I'm sorry, not the offense coordinator, the head coach isn't their guy that they wanted, you know what I mean? That anybody who's on the path to be a GM has got a list of coaches that they're like, I want one of these guys to be my head coach. Um, and Fangio is probably not there. So Fangio is probably not going to want a quarterback here, which I think is a top need for the Broncos. He's going to want to take his chance with uh, Drew Locke and try to build around him. You know, maybe linebacker, offensive tackle. Um, but I do think the GM, essentially, this is a one-and-done year for, for Fangio with him. Um, and I think the GM is going to like Trey Lance too much to pass him up. Um, I think Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State University, Carson Wentz, uh, school. I was trying to think of what's the – not alumni. He's alumni. Correct. What's the word? Carson Wentz is an alumni. Of no, no, no. Sandy, but I was saying his North alma mater. There you go. Thank you. Carson Wentz, alma mater, North Dakota State University. Trey Lance is, um, you know, got great legs, um, you know, great arm, like you said, super high ceiling. Um, and I think it's a really deep drafted offensive tackle. Everybody's talked about it. I've seen things that, like you posted a tweet from the account, uh, you know, there's 
quarterbacks you can get in the middle of the second round that are going to have just as just as high a ceiling as you know maybe even 21 um you mean you mean offensive tackles you said quarterbacks yeah tackle i'm still talking about tackles my bad it's been <laughs> a long day uh but yeah i think i think they can get their tackle later I like the pick at nine for Trey Lance because Drew Locke, if, I mean, what we saw last year, Drew Locke's not the future. And I, I think the, the Broncos are going to give him a chance. Mm-hmm. But if you draft Trey Lance, then you have some some insurance behind him. If, if Drew Locke starts to to falter out this year yeah. and Trey Lance could take over and, and you could put Drew Locke as the backup. So I, I like the fit there. Uh, there's there's plenty around the, the Denver offense that would help Trey Lance. Like Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton would be coming back from injury. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so they've, they've got pieces there in Denver, and I think Trey Lance would be able to succeed there given the right opportunity and, and the time to develop. And a good run game, and then you just add him to it. Good opportunity for the Broncos here. Pick 10, Andrew. Pick 10. So we're going with the Dallas Cowboys here, and – Dallas Cowboys need a lot of help, but particularly on defense. They gave up a lot of passing yards and a lot of passing touchdowns last year. And Patrick Sertan, the second cornerback out of Alabama, that's three Alabama players in the top 10, but it's a perfect fit. He can step right into uh, to that left cornerback spot opposite of his college teammate, uh, Trayvon Diggs, and he gives an fills an immediate need and and he's just an incredible talent he's my cornerback one so it'd be a good pick for dallas at 10 pick 11 goes to the new york giants another team i think could uh that could trade down um because i'm not sure any i think their biggest need we'll just go into that is probably uh edge obviously poor daniel jones needs an offensive line and, and a wide receiver um did is that well, what Galladay went Galladay went Galladay, there. Okay, yeah. so that's probably lower on the list, but if I'm Daniel Jones, I'm begging for another weapon. Um, I even saw, man, it's so hard to gauge what a team needs when you don't know a whole, you know, like, I know what the Colts need, okay? Right. I don't know spot on what every other single team needs for every single position, right? So you go and you look at what other people are saying that they need. This, this is one of the teams that, like, every source I looked at had different positions and one of them had running back. So I immediately left that page and said, (laughs) this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Saquon Barkley is a giant. Um, But yeah, I think, I think edge is where they're going to go. Joe judge defensive guy. Um, He's going to go with Aziz Ajulari edge out of Georgia. Um, We talked about him the other day. So, I'll leave it at that. I think he fits a need, um, you know, and Joe Judge is going to either want to molly whop an offensive lineman or defensive lineman. I think he goes defense here. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I don't mind the pick there. I, I love Azizo. I most mock drafts that I've seen has Quiddy Pay there as the the defensive end that if the Giants pick Aziz Ojolari is more in the twenties, but listen, we're we're very high on Ojolari and it's our mock draft, so I'm just I mean listen, he could this go is not, there. This is not going to be the best mock draft you watch or read <laughs> or whatever. I mean it's it's just not going to be, especially when I'm involved. Um, I'm not I'm no college football expert. We know that, but um, I did think Andrew told me at one point. He was out on Quiddy Pay. I just think he said that there's no way in hell the Colts are getting him. Right. I got him jumbled up. Probably should have gone Quiddy Pay here. But I do like Aziz. 
as far as trading back, Dave Gettleman has never traded back in, out of the first round in an NFL draft. So it'd be the first time if the Giants do do that. <laughs> you said do do. Uh, pick, tw- pick 12, Andrew. <laughs> pick 12. So it pick 12 as our buddies over in Philadelphia. Um, Nick Sirianni, the new head coach, they've got needs all over the roster. Um, and you could go wide receiver here. I'm not going to do that. I could very easily see Devontae Smith going here, but for our purposes, I picked J.C. Horn, the cornerback out of South Carolina. Um, lockdown corner. Guy's got a, got an attitude to him, got a, got a like a savageness to him is the right word, just how he plays football. And, and he kind of fits the, the, the mold you would think of someone in, in Philly. So a real tough guy, guy that takes things personal. So they, they definitely need help on the outside at corner. And I think JC Horn could step in and be cornerback one from, from day one. I think that's what they should do. And I think if their GM has any sense, that's what they'll do. But I don't think that's what Nick Sirianni is going to be one. I don't think Nick Sirianni is going to be asking for a corner in the first round, but I, I, th- I mean, I think it's a good pick. I think it's a good pick. I think it's the one that makes sense. Pick 13. L.A. Chargers. Who's their new head coach? Oh, I forget his name. He was the defensive coordinator for the Rams. Um, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill me. Okay, well, you can look it up while I talk if you really want to. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers definitely need some offensive linemen to help out with uh, Mr. Herbert. Brandon Staley. There you go, Staley. Uh, D-line, tight end, wide receiver, corner. This is another team that uh, just needs help just about everywhere but quarterback. Um, they do have the Bo- one of the Bosa brothers, uh, so that's always helpful on the d- defensive side of the ball. Um, I went... Protect the rookie of the year uh, and went after Christian Darisol, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. That was a guy we kind of hoped would fall down to us. I don't think I the drafts I've been looking at, it's happened in some, hasn't happened in some. Um, but I think he's a good offensive tackle and uh, Justin Herbert's going to get a little bit of protection. I think he's definitely, definitely solid. And the Chargers have had offensive line issues since Phillip Rivers was there. So it's time to protect your young quarterback and get get his blindside protector for the, for the foreseeable future. Hey, I thought of a fun question last night while we were doing this. Or I saw something. If, if you know everything you know about these three players right now and they were all available to pick number one this year, who would you pick? Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Without even thinking. Without even thinking. Trevor as well Lawrence. as Justin Herbert played last year. Do you remember that first game he came in? Or, Trevor you, or was it a home game for us so you didn't get to watch? Incredible. Uh, I watched, but Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is the can't-miss prospect that's okay. on this just a little bit below Andrew Luck. Trevor Lawrence, 100%. Well, let's hope the Jaguars ruin his ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Christian Darisol, pick 14, Andrew. Pick 14 was tough for me. Um, The Vikings could go a variety of different ways. They could go offensive line. They could go edge rusher. Uh, You could have picked Quiddy Pay here. I could have picked Quiddy Pay here, and I really thought about it. Um, I'm going to go Jalen Phillips, though, out of Miami because I think they, with Daniil Hunter on one side, I think if you're just thinking about putting Jalen Phillips on the other side of that defensive line, if as long as his medicals check out, I feel like that's that's going to be very enticing. 
to the Minnesota Vikings. So I, I went with Jalen Phillips. I a very well could be Quiddy Pay. That probably when I was thinking back on it, Quiddy Pay was going to be the safer pick. Uh, but I think Jalen Phillips upside for the for the Vikings specifically mm-hmm. is why I picked I picked Phillips over Pay because I think if it was me, I would have picked Pay over Phillips. Okay. So fifteen those rivals we were just talking about not too long ago, the New England Patriots, Andrew. This was hard. I think I think this could have gone a couple of ways. Um, I think they could have gone wide receiver here and gotten a Devontae, Devontae Smith. Um, they added receivers in free agency, but I still think they probably want a little help there. Um, but I do think Bill Belichick is feeling pressure for the first time in his career, I think he's feeling pressure to find the next guy. And although he loves him some Cam Newton, uh, I think they're the ones that finally pull the trigger and go after Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. Um, I think he stinks. Um, but Cam's performance last year obviously can't be denied. Um, I think if, if Fields does fall this far, it's going to be a little irresistible for, for Bill and the Patriots. I did see a mock draft, Chris Sims, uh, that has Justin Fields fallen all the way down to the Bucks, though. And that's why Chris Sims is an idiot. Because that's hey, not Chris, happening. Chris Sims loved Josh Allen. Chris Sims loved Lamar Jackson higher, than, higher on him than anybody else was. Um, and Patrick Mahomes, he was one of the guys saying that he should have been going higher. I'm just telling you. Justin Fields is not dropping to the Bucks. I've, I've heard the past couple of days that the Patriots are in talks with the Panthers of moving up to eight to take Justin Fields if he's available there. So that very well could be. I think the Patriots love Justin Fields, and I think if he gets to around that, that eight range, you could see that happen. Hey, don't forget, I just picked him to go to the Patriots. So easy. All right. Big 16, Cardinals. Pick 16, the slide has to stop. This guy is too good to go any further. I know they added A.J. Green. Don't say his name. I know Larry Fitzgerald is still there, but it's time. Devontae Smith, the wide receiver out of Alabama. He goes 16 to the Cardinals. We've, We've heard that the Cardinals have been looking to trade up for a wide receiver in this draft to try to give Kyler Murray even more help. So they've got DeAndre Hopkins. They've got AJ green. Larry Fitzgerald may still be back. He hasn't said whether he's retiring or not, Yeah. but when you've got, when you've got Marvin Harrison 2.0, I, I don't care if he weighs 170 pounds. Devonte Smith is an absolute animal. You watch that national championship game of him just tearing down the field, destroying the entire Ohio State defense. Devontae Smith is a baller. He's going to be excellent in the NFL. And and the Cardinals got a steal here at 16. So I couldn't believe he lasted this far. And and I think I think Devontae Smith with Kyler Murray is going to be incredible. Hey, incredible connection. Hey. Heisman Trophy winner. You could probably mm-hmm. call him MVP at the national championship game. Mm-hmm. on the team that won the national championship. Um, best route runner in the draft. Incredible hands. Great hands. And you're telling me he's going 16th in the draft. <laughs> Unbelievable. And it's 100% because the man weighs 160 pounds. Marvin Harrison weighed 180 pounds, and he was one of the top five wide receiver of all time. Hey, so. you know what Marvin Harrison did? 
caught the ball, got out of bounds, didn't get hit, didn't get hurt. Done. Exactly. The one time I remember him really trying to make an effort for yards after the catch, he fumbled the fucking ball and against the Patriots. We lost the game. <laughs> so, on a game-winning drive. No big deal. It's fine. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't have to be big to be a good wide receiver. Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hilton, Marvin Harrison, and Devontae Smith's going to be a stud. Um, 17, the Las Vegas Raiders. Stink. Um, I think they need to protect Derek Carr. Derek Carr uh, kind of looked like Derek Carr of old uh, this past year, and so that means he'll probably stink this year, but they are going to try to protect him with Elijah Vera Tucker. They, I mean, offensive guard out of UFC, uh, they got rid of their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Felt like the whole they let their whole offensive line go. So right, that I mean that is a must in this draft. There there's there's a lot of depth in the offensive line this year. So that means they better be picking a couple of guys, um, because it, it, you got to protect protect Derek Carr. He's gotten injured too many times. Um, he's already a big crybaby. You, you just, I don't want to hear him crying about getting hit all year. Um, I don't know. You got to find him some weapons too. But yeah, I think I think uh, offensive line was the focus here, and I just I, I I figured tackle or guard, and Vera Tucker's the best offensive lineman on the board still. Vera Tucker is a top ten prospect in this draft for me. He is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and I, I think the Raiders get very good value with him at seventeen. Yeah. Um. Tyler uh, thinks it'd be huge if Smith falls that far. I agree. Um. Eighteen, Andrew. The Miami Dolphins. You got Miami both times. I did get Miami both times. So, Tyler, let let me know if you like my picks. But number 18, I'm going Micah Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State. And here's why. I feel like he's a type that Brian Flores would love, a guy that's just an absolute incredible athlete, can play at linebacker, can rush off the edge. Brian Flores would have a ball just putting him all over this defense and having him make plays. Micah Parsons, there are some issues with his, there are some concerns about about some character and maturity, but I think if he goes down there under Brian Flores, that that wouldn't be a concern. Uh, Miami gets a great linebacker uh, to pair in that Brian Flores system. So he liked the Jamar Chase pick, and then he says, while you're talking about who you're about to pick before you said it, he said, okay, Andrew, bring it home. And then he said, yes, <laughs> he, he he's a fan of that pick. There we go. Uh, 19, the Washington football team. Honestly, when I was looking up uh, logos and everything for teams and saving everything, I honestly, God couldn't remember um, what the logo looked like for the Washington football team now. Um, <laughs> but it's just, just letters, just literally w, letters, W and then it's Washington football team. Uh, Washington football team, I think that's a team that could trade up for a quarterback um, if they It'd take a lot. Yeah, take that's a, lot. a long way to go. I think it depends on how far back Trey Lance and Justin Fields fall, right? But, um, yeah, it'd, it'd take a lot to get up where they want to go. Um, so I don't think quarterback's going to hit the list. And they have Fitzpatrick this year. So, you know, they don't. They don't. I don't even think there's anybody they're going to want to pick to learn under Fitzpatrick at this point. So I went linebacker, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. There you go. Yeah. I know names. Uh out of Notre Dame. Linebacker out of Notre Dame. Um yeah, I don't know a ton about him, but he's 
Lusukaromoa is is a great prospect. He can play all over the field. You can mm-hmm. put him as a linebacker. He can rush the passer. Um, he's even got the body type that he could play slot corner. You could put him as a box safety. He's he's a do everything guy. So he, him him flying all around in the in the secondary or in the second level. And when you have Chase Young rushing the passer, defense definitely gets better at Washington. Ron Rivera likes good linebackers. Um, pick twenty, Andrew, the Chicago Bears. Yeah, here's another tough one because um, I think the Chicago Bears could go offensive line as well to to help protect Andy Dalton. Uh, they definitely need a right tackle, but they lost their Pro Bowl cornerback because he was just too expensive. And Kyle Fuller is now gone. Enter Greg Newsom the second from Northwestern. Went to a Chicago college goes to a Chicago pro team. So I think he can fit in on that outside corner spot next to, or to take Kyle Fuller's place Uh, really good in zone. We talked about him as being our, one of our favorite cornerbacks. And I think he, he finds a good home in Chicago. All right. Here's the big one. Here's the big one. Round one, pick 21. The Indianapolis Colts are on the clock. Andrew. Andrew and I both took a pick here, um, and Andrew, just so you know, your pick, we ended up forgetting about, and he fell out of the first round. <laughs> we didn't use him again in the rest of the first round, so I guess uh, the Colts are getting two picks uh, at 21, and first, okay, we all know what the Colts need. We've talked about it at nauseum, Andrew loves to say. Um, mm-hmm. We also talked about how Chris Ballard is best player available. We talked about how we think maybe after listening to Chris Ballard talk, edge isn't of the utmost importance. And we know that offensive tackle is so, so deep. So I said, you know what? Chris Ballard's going to pull a freaking fast one on us. And he's going to draft somebody I don't think we need in the first two rounds. And he's going to go with cornerback Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech in the first round of the 21st pick. I truly think we trade back, but... I think Caleb Farley is probably, when he's on the field, the best corner in this draft. Um, I I like Caleb Farley. I he, He's just a couple out. I can't remember what direction Virginia Tech is for me, but it's really close. Um, second guy out of Virginia Tech in this draft, Andrew. Man. I, I mean, want I you like- to know. I want you to know that this is not what I want. This probably won't happen. But this guy, this guy's a top 10 pick if he's healthy. So let's let, I mean, if he's healthy, yes. So we're going to have a, we're going to have a nice little debate on this one. I, I really don't think this happens and I don't think Caleb Farley is on the Colts draft accu- board. I just don't think we accurately pick who the hell Chris Ballard picks here anyway. So I don't think he's on the draft board because of the medical, the medical issues. And, and when Chris Ballard talked to us here a couple days ago, he even said how hard it's been to get the medical information. Yeah. So yeah. guys that are have medical red flags or question mark, I think the Colts are going to stay even farther away from them than they normally do because it's been so hard to get that information. Chris Ballard also talked about how, how because Jim Irsay had said, we've got two great corners, we'd like to get a third. And Chris Ballard said that they, first he talked about Rocky Sin and how he's been working hard, but you can get cornerback all throughout the draft to make an yeah, impact. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, yes, when healthy, and that's a big, but that's a big if, if Caleb Farley can get healthy, he's probably, he's a top 10 pick, I would agree. Mm-hmm. 
but it's just a big if. And generally, when there's medical concerns, the Colts just they typically stay away. And 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 while the Colts have talked to Caleb Farley, I will give you that. Mm-hmm. It's it's still a little bit concerning because he he but only played a couple games in 2019 before he got hurt. He opted out of 2020, and then while he was training. He got hurt again, and that's why this second surgery came along, just because he got hurt when he was training. It wasn't even him playing. So I think that's a huge red flag for, for Chris Bauer and the Colts. And, and I mean, I, I get the logic. If he's healthy, but great pick yeah. by you. I just don't think it happens, man. I just think there's too many that's medical okay. red flags. I don't think for, half for of my picks happen. are going to happen. Anything <laughs> after pick th- Three for sure. Five, maybe. I'm not real sure I'm going to land. I just want you to know, though, I can't remember how many, but I was looking to see how many of your picks matched uh, that guy you call an idiot, Chris Sims, directly. Not zero. I'm not zero. but And I'm talking about down the list. Blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. So, (laughs) All right, Andrew, your pick for the Colts. My pick for the Colts? Offensive tackle, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. You, Brandon, congratulations. You sold me on this guy. You really did. And and the more I thought about it, the more I listened to what Chris Ballard said, where he he was talking about how how if you have the athletic traits, you you can make that switch from right tackle to left tackle, and it's not necessarily a big concern for them. Tevin Jenkins is an absolute mauler. He's somebody that that you pair him next to Quentin Nelson, and those two are, are going to be feasting for years to come. We talked about how his mean streak, how Tevin Jenkins likes to likes to just finish off blocks. There was a couple times I was watching film of him, and he's blocking dudes completely off the screen. Mm-hmm. He blocked dudes into the sideline. He's just an, a guy that just loves to finish. He does need some work on his technique. He he does need to to kind of not be as aggressive in his pass sets, but I think that that can come along and, and having Quentin Nelson next to you will help. So Tevin Jenkins, a huge guy. If, if Darisaw isn't there at 21 and Jenkins is still available, mm-hmm. I think the Colt Jenkins could be one of the guys that the Colts stay, stay put for and end up picking as their left tackle of now and the future. All right. I'm going to go ahead and let you keep rambling on Andrew. Tennessee Titans have the 22nd pick who are they taking. They're going to get some wide receiver help, and I'm going Elijah Moore, the wide receiver out of Old Miss. Great choice. Um, a guy that's got blazing speed, 4-3-40. Um, you put him next to A.J. Brown, he can definitely make some noise. Not uh, the, the best the, Moore and not the best receiver uh, with the last name Moore in this draft, but we'll take it. <laughs> You're a big fan of Rondell Moore. I am I too. Am. Um, but Elijah Moore, he's he's a guy that 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 is more underneath. It seems like he most of the time that he ran in Old Miss. Um, him and AJ Brown were actually teammates at Old Miss, so getting those two back together. And the Titans also lost Corey Davis in free agency, so they're going to be looking to add another weapon. They also lost John U. Smith. They need another pass catching weapon for for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think. Yeah, it's this one. Uh, This New York Jets pick um, coming up next, Andrew. I struggled. I wanted a wide receiver, and I didn't think there were any good enough there. And then I was thinking, I was like, they got Corey Davis. Uh, They still have uh, Jameson Crowder. And Denzel Mims. And and they drafted Denzel Mims last year. I'm like, they're fine. Their wide receiver core is fine. So I opted to go with some protection again for that new quarterback. Uh, 
new shiny toy, protect shiny toy, uh, Zach Wilson. And I went with Landon Dickerson, offensive guard out of Alabama, number 69. Nice. Nice. Nice graphic there. Um, put that in your mental book, checkbook there, Andrew. Um, but yeah, offensive guard, nothing more to say. I do believe he's got some medical oh, concerns, yeah. but. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen him go this high in other mock drafts. If I personally, if I was making the pick, I would have went quitty pay because the, the jets need somebody to rush the passer, but we already Dickerson, talked about the issue with quitty pay with me. All right. <laughs> Dickerson I thought you is, said he sucked. I misunderstood no, Dickerson. If he can be healthy, I think he's got some talent. Okay. Nice. 24. 24. The Pittsburgh needs some help running the ball. They were absolute yeah. garbage last year running the ball. And they get Najee Harris, another Alabama player. This time it's a running back. So Najee Harris has probably the best running back in the country. Absolutely dominated in the college football playoff against Notre Dame and then against Ohio State. So I think Najee Harris is a good fit. He he is more of that patient style running back, kind of like a Le'Veon Bell, who had quite a bit of success in Pittsburgh. So going Najee Harris with James Conner going out to Arizona, they need a running back. Najee Harris could step into that starting role immediately. Yeah, uh, I liked that pick a lot. I didn't. Shut up, Alexa. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Dumb bitch. She's going to kill me one day when the robots come for us. Um, <laughs> I didn't know where you were going to go with Pittsburgh, and when you picked a running back, I was like, oh, duh, it makes all the sense in the world. A lot of people don't have a running back going in the first round, and I think the two that we have going, hint, hint, there's another one. Um, I think the two we have going are great fits for the teams they're going mm-hmm. to. I think Najee Harris is a great fit. Pittsburgh needs needs help. Um, sorry, folks, this is where uh, the graphics end, and you just get to see our normal home screen like you're used to. Um, moving along to another Jacksonville pick, um, I have them taking defensive tackle out of Alabama, Christian Barmore. Uh, their run defense was not great last year. Ask Jonathan Taylor. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I think that's the logical choice. Yeah. I think that's the first um, defensive tackle off the board too. So yeah, not a good defensive tackle draft and, and Christian Barmore is by far the best defensive tackle prospect in this draft. And if it fills the need for, for Jacksonville, mm-hmm. um, pick 26, the Cleveland Browns, Andrew. I think the Cleveland Browns keep adding to that defense. That defense, I really love what they've done with that defense this offseason. They got Anthony Walker, but Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa is an incredible athlete at linebacker. Uh, You can put him pretty much anywhere in that second level, and he's going to make plays. He can rush the passer. He he can... uh, be a good coverage linebacker so i think it's some it fills again fills a need and it's and it fits on my board zach saving collins the linebacker it's also be a really good fit for cleveland pick 27 baltimore a lot of afc north action right now uh baltimore one of their two picks in the first round here i think they need a wide receiver i think they need help at the edge um and I went ahead and gave them Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida. Uh, Lamar wants to throw the ball more. He needs to start throwing the ball more. Uh, problem is he needs somebody to throw the ball too. Uh, and I think they're going to try to address that need here. Yeah, they got. They already have Hollywood Brown. 
They signed Sammy Watkins in the offseason and Kadarius Tony, the kind mm-hmm. of player that he is. It, 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 he's more of he's kind of like a gadget guy, but he's fast, uh, can can make all kinds of cuts. He, it just seems like he fits that Baltimore offense. Yep. Um, Andrew pick 28, New Orleans Saints. The slide stops for Quiddy Pay. He's gonna go to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, New Orleans has an, a really big need at cornerback. So if you want to take a guy like Tyson Campbell there, um, I could see that. But but Quiddy Pay, he he goes to New Orleans. New Orleans lost Trey Hendrickson in, in free agency, so they they could use another defensive end opposite of of Cam Jordan, especially since Marcus Davenport hasn't really panned out since they drafted him high. And I think Marcus Davenport his is coming up where his contract is up soon. So get quitty pay and you could put him opposite of Cam Jordan. If you don't resign Marcus Davenport at pick 29, the green Bay Packers uh, management and coaching staff get a chance to redeem themselves. And if they do not give Aaron Rodgers a weapon, I'm telling you, Every Packers owner is going to show up to the the team facility and fight somebody. Um, (laughs) I mean, you can't let Aaron Rodgers down here after he won MVP when you were essentially, I mean, maybe you were trying to motivate him, but it sure did look like you were about ready to give up on him. Um, You got it. You got to give him a wide receiver. That's what they're going to do. Rashad Bateman, uh, wide receiver out of Minnesota. Um, Whether or not that's the right pick at that spot, I think, that's where they're going to go. And if that's who is best available, that's who's best available. I think, I think Bateman would be real good with Aaron Rodgers, And I, I mean, I like Bateman if he fell to the second round, which he's not going to, or early in the second round would be, I think his floor. Um, But I think Bateman's a a really good wide receiver and has pretty good potential. I'm just thinking about how hard a fantasy draft is and how disappointing it is to see certain guys go right before you get to them. And I can't imagine the pressure on actual NFL GM Um, pick 30. Andrew, I love this pick. So for pick 30, the Buffalo Bills, I went with Travis Etienne, the running back out of Clemson. So our second running back taken in the first round, I've heard rumblings. More rumblings, more rumors that the Bills are looking to trade up for Travis Etienne, possibly. So they're really interested in him. They really like him. And and you remember the Bills didn't really have much of a running game last year either. It was mostly just Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Uh So you you get Travis Etienne there, uh, a weapon that that not only can run the ball in between the tackles, but he's he's a pretty good receiving back as well. So it gives gives Josh Allen a little bit of out. Um, I think he'd be a really good fit and something that uh, a running back that, that Brian Dabble can uh, can really use, and, and he'd be a pretty big weapon for the Buffalo Bills. 31, Baltimore again. Um, I think they're going to go I, – I'll I got real lazy here at the last few picks. Uh, I just think they're going to go edge. Jason away, I think – I've heard a little bit about him uh, throughout the day, just listening to different podcasts while I was working. I think this is a steal if they get him this deep. He he scares me because he he's got all the traits. I mean, he's a great athlete. Mm-hmm. He had a, like ran like a four like a four three seven forty a defensive Sheesh. end, which is just just unheard of. But the lack of production scares me. I mean, he didn't have a single sack for Penn State all last year. Yeah, it's it's so hard it, though in college, Andrew. Like 
offenses offenses in college are not drop back passing game you know what I mean there's RPOs there's a lot of running you know it's it's not the same as the NFL so while I think the sack number is an important stat obviously for an edge rusher um you know at the college level it's still not the most indicative of production from a defensive lineman in college I mean, yes, but but still zero sacks for a guy yeah. that's supposed to have first round talent. That's I mean, fair. yeah, he's got incredible he's got incredible traits, but at the same time, you gotta gotta put those traits together at some point and turn it into production. Yeah. So I mean, he, I for me, I'm not a fan of him personally. Doesn't mean other teams aren't. It just uh, I I would want to see more production, and obviously, production isn't everything in college. You've seen guys that are pretty bad in college and go on to have great NFL careers. Yeah. But, but it just, it, I wouldn't use a first round pick on him. I'll just leave it at that. I can't find any fucking odds for this draft on FanDuel or DraftKings. So tune in Thursday. <laughs> I'm betting on Mac Jones to go third. I'm going to make a little parlay for Trevor Wilson Mac Jones, if it if it's possible, because these things are always weird. There, you can't just. It's not as easy as betting all the crazy stuff on a game you want to. Um, and I'm gonna bet Justin Fields drops out of the top ten. Yeah, we'll see. I think I think New England trades up for him. That's my big prediction for the draft. That's fair. Pick pick thirty two. Thirty two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They brought back every single starter, so all of these picks are either for for the future or it's just for luxury. And I'm going Leve Onzerike from uh, the defensive tackle out of Washington. Um, pretty big guy, six three two ninety. He's got thirty three inch arms, but he he's definitely a projection based defensive mm. tackle. Someone that that I don't think needs would be able to come in right away. But the reason I think Tampa Bay goes defensive tackle here is because we saw the difference it was when Vita Vea was out versus when Vita Vea was in for that Buccaneers defense. Yeah. And it seemed like they were just on a completely another level. So I think they need a guy that can come in and, and back up Vita Vea in case he does get injured. And Indomitian Sue again, only, only signed a one year deal. He's not going to be there forever. And, and I think, I think he can come in and, and possibly be a starter once uh, Indomitian Sue is gone. God, that team could be a real bitch to deal with. Yeah, and we play him next year. Yes, in Indy at home. First, you gonna you gonna come home to go to that game with me? Who knows? When's week seventeen gonna fall? Well, it's not necessary. Not necessarily week eighteen. It's not necessarily the last. That's bullshit. They should add that to the last game of the year. All those should be the last game of the year. Now maybe we'll see. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that being a possibility. I'm yeah. fuming angry. <laughs> what is it? May 8th, the schedule comes out? May 8th or May 9th. You know what I think we'll do is do another uh, way too early predictions on games and say that we'll keep way track too early. of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll say we'll keep track of it and we'll compare at the end of the season and then we won't do that. I bet we do that. <laughs> like last year. Yeah. Hey, Andrew, <laughs> I feel like we, we missed the Houston Texans. Who are they going to pick? Oh, that's right. They don't have any first-round picks. They don't have any second-round picks. They don't have any second-round picks. 
So we do have some Deshaun Watson news to talk oh, about. Came out today that the Texans were actually planning on trading Deshaun Watson this week. Before all this news came out, they were going to hold a basically just an auction, and Deshaun Watson would go to the top, the top bidder between because there were a one, there was eight teams that were involved at one point. It was the Jets, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Bears. Um, there were three other teams. The Saints were one of them. Um, the Panthers. And I think there was one more. Uh, the Broncos. So all seven of those team of those teams were going, they were basically just going to hold an auction. Whoever gives them the most, that's who Deshaun Watson was going to go to. And uh, can't do that now. I mean, he could. <laughs> He's not on the Twister's exempt list, try. list yet, I don't believe. Um, damn. I hope they're all lying. I hope every one of them's fucking lying. <laughs> we'll see. Got to prove prove guilty beyond uh, reasonable doubt. So, not in a civil court. That's only criminal. I don't think so. I it's think a jury, so. but the jury is supposed to. In a civil it. case, I think it's different. But I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. You know who is. Your buddy Mike Florio, Mike Florio, my good close personal friend. Uh, he says Dolphin. Uh, Tyler says Dolphins would have won that bid. Hey Tyler, thanks for being in the comments tonight and being active. We appreciate you. Um, all right, Thursday, we are going to have a guest early in the show to talk a Colts fan friend of ours uh, who's going to. Tell us who he thinks the Colts pick or what the Colts do at 21 and maybe give us one or two of his favorite uh, surprises for the draft. Um, We're going to obviously just kind of hang out, watch the draft together. Um, You guys can come in on YouTube, ask questions, watch with us. Um, And who knows, maybe if you're special and you contact one of us, maybe you can actually come onto the show, be a guest, hang out. For a hot minute, we'll kick you out after five, ten minutes, something like that. I don't know. We don't like a lot of people. Um, but you know, it, it's not just going to be like a come chill. I like I, you need to ha- come have a reasonable conversation. Request what time's that stream, stream going to start on Thursday night? Seven thirty. Let's do seven thirty. Draft starts at eight. Draft starts at eight. Who knows? Because it's a hangout situation. I might just turn the stream on. Andrew might not even be here yet. I might just be eating my popcorn alone. I'm going to try to make it work so I can sit on the couch and actually watch on the TV and not on my iPad sitting here in my chair. I've been sitting in this chair too much. <laughs> I still have a bunch of work to do for the draft. Too, hey, so. so all the hard work I did today, though, guess what? I might be able to – I think I figured out a quick way to actually put up graphics for every pick that comes live. Ooh, that'll be fun. I think I figured out a way to do it. I just got to get it all set up. So my work's not done. I'm going to have to make a larger list of names with, you know, for potential who could end up in this position kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it should be fun. Um, go follow us on our socials at the educated fan at T H E E H D U C A T E D F A N. If you could not hear me, maybe you're listening on Apple podcasts and you can put it at times point five. 
Or you could just go watch on YouTube, click the like button, click the subscribe button, and then listen to it again. <laughs> Leave a comment too. Who do you guys, what do you guys think about who we picked for the Colts? Me and Andrew, uh, Tevin Jenkins, and Caleb oh, Farley. And Caleb Farley. Tyler, you're not invited with that comment there. Why Andrew Luck was overrated. Let me tell you about a real conversation. See you, Tyler. Uh, not today. <laughs> uh, did you say Quiddy Pay? I said Caleb Farley. Oh, yeah. My pick, Caleb pick? Farley. Probably the most likely thing to happen in the draft. Uh, that's it. You got anything? Come and join us Thursday night, 730. We're going to just we're going to hang out. We're going to break down each pick real quick. Uh, just just have your phone up to YouTube while you're watching on your TV. Yeah, literally, what, you what could it hurt? Listen, you don't need to listen to to Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreit. Come listen to Hell us. No. We'll, be fun. we'll be more fun. You could silence your TV and watch with us. That's one fun way to do it. Or just have the audio on both. Let, I mean, what were we doing last year during quarantine around this time, Andrew? Watching a, a grown man play a football game from 2003 or some shit streaming that we we watch these guys watch games because they bet on them from barstool we're as big as barstool we're as cool as we're those not. guys we're as cool <laughs> as them i'm for sure as cool as big cat we have a good time let's send the people on their way yeah this is this last 10 minutes didn't have to happen <laughs> didn't have to happen this way uh but you know we have fun uh we put a lot of hard work in this episode so i'm i'm, I'm, I'm lingering and enjoying it uh, but yeah, Andrew, until next time, my friend, go Colts. Go Colts. I fucking love football and I love you guys.